0: Hi, welcome to my podcast, Go for 2 with Cargo. I'm your host, Cargo, and I'm joined by my co-host sometimes, Tyson, who is my two-year-old puppy. If this isn't your first time, hey, welcome back. And if you're new, hey, my name is Carlos. But everybody calls me Cargo or Los. This is my podcast on where I keep you up to date on all 32 teams in the NFL, in-season and of course during the off-season. During the NFL season, I got you covered on games, making predictions with some in-depth analysis, some fantasy football advice, and help break down some of the biggest headlines during the season. Now, during the offseason is where I like to go off. Get it? This is how my passion of football started. Since I was young, one of my favorite events was watching the NFL draft. Believe it or not, I used to write down every pick from player to team, to even what school he went to. I grew up watching Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay talk about football prospects all day long. From trying to predict how teams will draft, where a team will take the best available player or draft based on need. Now I've decided to share with you that same insight of my very own into my mock drafts. Now I'm not an expert, but it's always fun. I also like to cover free agent signing periods, and I also like to do a little quarterback shuffle where I create pairings for players to new places. I also, at the end of the offseason, will do an in-depth 32-team roster breakdown where I like to predict how their season will go and to see if they possibly did enough to make the playoffs and even possibly win a Super Bowl. Now, let's get started alrighty guys on today's episode of the go for two podcast um I'm gonna be doing um my first round reactions so uh the draft was last Thursday um it's almost been about a week here um, it's given us a lot of time to just kind of digest everything that's happened um so in this episode I'm just gonna be going down the list of you know the teams and their pick and kind of give you an, an an idea of what I personally think um, about the pick, okay? So, all in all, I do think that every team drafted very well. Um, there was nine trades in the first round, which was, I believe, the most in the common draft era. I remember watching this draft at Pluckers, and it felt like every every couple of minutes, there was something insane going on, whether it was a player being picked That was maybe a little bit of a surprise or it was that there was a trade happening and not only just a trade um, of draft picks, but of players as well. So um, let's go ahead and get right into it. So on Thursday night, the Jaguars um, kind of, I don't think they really shocked the world, but um, they went with edge rusher Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. I feel like the consensus for the most part a couple of weeks leading up to the draft was going to be um Aiden Hutchinson but you know the last couple of days really there was just a, like a lot of talk about you no know, it's going to be Walker over Hutchinson and i just think that Aiden Hutchinson right now is definitely without a doubt an overall better prospect i think people have just become wild with the NFL combine um Aiden Hutchinson is not only an amazing athlete, but he is a technician at the position, which is kind of hard to find. You're really just betting on someone's upside at this point. Um, I look at even like um, a couple of years ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars took edge rusher Josh Allen, um, who was a guy who has a lot of talent, um, has just had some struggles just being consistent at this point. Uh, General manager Trent Baalke, you know, he has done this before. Where um, back when he was in San Francisco, they took an uh, edge rusher by um, Alden Smith, who had more sacks than anybody in his first three years in the season. Was an absolute beast. Um, had some character issues that kind of caught up with him. Uh, but this is going to be really the ultimate wait and see at this point. Um, without a doubt, I do love Trayvon Walker. What he can do as far as being an athlete—it's—it's it's absolutely insane. Um, I think they're going to be able to do a lot of different things with him in Jacksonville. Um, my biggest thing is, is obviously now he's not playing on a team with a bunch of first round draft picks. Um, and we're going to really see how much of an impact he can make right away. But uh, once again, um, definitely got to look back three years from now and see how the draft kind of turns out. Um, We just never know at the end of the day. Um, At number two, we have the Detroit Lions. They went with, um, no surprise here, edge rusher Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Um, it's really interesting to kind of think about these two picks and the dynamics between them, just because the Jaguars kind of made the picks for the Lions. Obviously, you know, we've heard a lot about, you know, the, the Lions. They won Aiden Hutchinson. If he was to be there at two, it would be a no-brainer. But is that really their guy? Like, my question is, is if, if – the Lions had the first pick overall and it was between Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker. What they do, what they're doing right now, what they do what the Jaguars did. Um, but as far as Aiden Hutchinson, I um, love the pick. Um, I love the idea of the hometown kid staying at home. Not a lot of people want to play for Detroit and Aiden Hutchinson actually does. Uh, fits with Dan Campbell um, once as far as his players and I think too. It's gonna to give Aiden Hutchinson a little bit more motivation, a little bit chip on his shoulder, just to play a little bit harder. Um, now he's playing for his city. He wasn't the number one overall pick. Um, and I just can't wait to see what he does. Now at number three with the Texans, this is kind of where everybody thinks that the draft kind of started. Um, and the Texans went with a cornerback, Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Um, which is really interesting. There was still a lot of really good players on the board. Obviously, Sauce Gardner, um another cornerback at his position. They could have gotten edge, Kayvon Thibodeau, or they could have essentially drafted the best offensive lineman available. Uh but yeah, so going back for Derek Stingley Jr., this was a guy that two years ago, his freshman year, um, was essentially one of the best players in all of college football. Um, This was a guy who's a, a five-star talent, has the height, has the weight, athleticism, um, played against Jamar Chase. Um, and then the last two years kind of dealt with some injuries and a lot of other stuff going on at LSU. Um, so for me, the, it's obviously the consistency factor. We saw him do it one year. But is that really enough for me to make you the third overall pick? Um, Kind of reminds me of Morris Claiborne. Uh back a couple of years ago, the Dallas Cowboys drafted Morris Claiborne. He essentially was supposed to be better than Patrick Peterson. Uh the next big thing. Um super talented, dealt with a lot of injuries, uh, couldn't play consistent, never really lived up to that. So um I love the upside. I just felt like once again Sauce Gardner was a more uh is a better prospect. Now at number four we have the New York Jets. They went with quarterback Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Um, I love the pick. Um, once again, I feel like these four players are going to be tied together. I mean, obviously the top two players were edge rushers and then the second two players were going to be quarterbacks. Um, uh, so this essentially uh, was a guy from all along. This is definitely Robert Sala type of player. So love the pick um, and the Jets are going to definitely need somebody to cover in the AFC East with guys like Stephon Dix, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Parker. At number five, we have the New York Giants. They went with edge Rusher, Kayvon Thibodeau. A lot of people have had maybe um, some character concerns about him. Um, But I think if it wasn't for Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchison being in this draft, um, I think he could be the number one overall pick without a doubt. This was a guy that was a number one ranked um, player coming out of high school, um, had feel like he's been NFL ready for quite a while. Uh, just what he can do uh, on the field, um, I think he's going to be an instant impact for the New York Giants, um, who, you know, this is definitely a need. They need a pass rush, and for him to fall at fifth overall is a slam dunk. Um, I think Kayvon Thibodeau will be Defensive Rookie of the Year um, when it's all said and done here. At number six, we have the Carolina Panthers. They went with offensive tackle Ikea Nua. I of NC State, um, I, I love the pick for so many different reasons. Um, you know, you pick the best available player, um, you know, Matt Rule. You know, just if you're going to go in all in on a quarterback, I would just rather take Sam Darnold um, over maybe some of these other guys. I know that Sam Darnold hasn't necessarily been the guy. I mean, four touchdowns and then fourteen interceptions, I believe, last year. Um, your job is on the line essentially for Matt Rule and Sam Darnold. Uh, And I just think with Icky, you have a chance. Uh, Maybe you didn't have if you took a quarterback here at this spot. Um, And Icky is, I think, a better prospect than Makai Becton coming out a couple of years ago. Now at seven, we go back to the New York Giants. Um, They take off at the tackle Evan Neal out of Alabama. Um, This is another guy, too, that easily could be a number one overall pick. Um, I do like him over Icky just because of the uh, position versatility, Uh, but these guys are really kind of like 1A and 1B, so um, the Giants needed to improve their offensive line, and I think they just did that here. At number eight, we have the Atlanta Falcons. They go with wide receiver Drake London out of USC. A bit to need and a warrant the Falcons wide receiver group is uh, absolutely atrocious. Um, I kind of do like the pairing of Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I mean, they're looking like a basketball team. Uh, uh, Drake London's comp is Mike Evans. Um, I do have a little bit of maybe a feeling of holding back um, just because maybe some of these other wide receivers might be better overall prospects than Drake London, but um, definitely like the upside with Mike Evans' comp here. At number nine, we have the Seattle Seahawks. They went with offensive tackle Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Um, What I've known from Pete Carroll um, and the GM is they kind of do some things off the book. So originally I thought they would say, hey, you know what, let's get Jermaine Johnson just because uh, this is a great value pick for us. But um, I really like them going with Charles Cross. Um, they needed, they really, really needed a left tackle. I'm glad they didn't skip on him. He's going to be a plug and play for the next 10 to 15 years uh, to help out whoever's going to be the quarterback next year, whether it's uh, Drew Locke or Geno Smith here. Um, at number 10, we have the Jets once again. I have, uh, They took wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Another slam dunk pick here. Um, you essentially got the best quarterback in the draft um, and you also got the uh, best wide receiver uh, possibly in this draft. I know that's really a topic that's up for debate, but um, I just thought they would have maybe gone with Jamison Williams just because of the idea. They were trying to get Tyreek Hill, uh, but I like Garrett Wilson. I feel like the Jets have a lot of really good number two wide receivers and Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, um, a couple of guys in the slot, Braxton Berrios, but Garrett, Garrett Wilson now gives them a bona fide Number one, he has the speed to make all the big plays. Um, They've kind of uh, compared him a little bit to CeeDee Lamb in the sense that, you know, the way he makes these acrobatical catches. um, And besides, you know, uh, if if you have fantasy football, it's going to be really funny seeing uh, Wilson to Wilson for a touchdown um, on the the app here. So now at number 11, we have the Saints. This was the first trade that was made, so... The Saints traded away their 16th pick, the third-round pick, a fourth-round pick to the Washington Commanders. They traded up a lot, but I love the pick of Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. You pair him up with another Ohio State wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Um, Chris Olave gives you a little bit something that Michael Thomas doesn't have in, in that speed, that big playability. Um, he's also not a, he's an exceptional route runner. Um, might be one of the best route runners in this draft here. Now at number 12, we have the Detroit Lions. Um, This was also a trade. So the Lions, they traded their 32nd overall pick, the 34th pick, which is a high second rounder, and a third round to the Vikings to move up 20 picks. Essentially what happens in this trade is um, the Vikings – Move back in the first round to pick number 32. They also get the 34th pick in the second round and they get a third round pick and the lions, they move up 20 picks in this draft swap second rounds and give up a third rounder to take wide receiver, Jameson Williams out of Alabama. Um, as you can see, uh I don't know what the Vikings were thinking um, kind of reminds me a little bit of what the Cowboys did last year, uh, almost in the same spot too. But uh, the Lions um, definitely win this year. Uh, the, wide rec- the runs on wide receivers right now is going on. And then they get the guy that they really wanted, uh, Jameson Williams. He doesn't have to play right away. He has a chance to just get healthy. And now the Lions have a big play uh, wide receiver on this offense here. At pick number 13, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. They go with a defensive tackle Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Um, so in this one, they um, essentially traded uh, the 15th pick, a fourth-round pick, two fifth-round picks to move up two spots with the Texans. You know, just that's just insane to me that the Lions, you know, um, all they had to do was really just give a third-round Moved back a little bit in the second, and they moved up 30 spots. But to move up two spots, you had to give up all this draft capital here. So, um, so the Eagles, um, you know, how can you not like this pick? They needed to get younger on the defensive line. Um, now you tear them up, uh, pair him up with Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargraves, uh, Jordan Davis um, might be one of those guys we talk about maybe later down the line as as a guy that why didn't this guy go higher with his size and his speed. Uh, The pedigree at Georgia as well. So um, I really like the pick. Um, The only thing I have a problem with is the Eagles have a major need at safety. Um, And I thought Kyle Hamilton could have been the pick here. Good pick. um, A really good pick. But I think it could have been an even better pick with Kyle Hamilton. Now with the Baltimore Ravens picking at number 14, they go with safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. I um, love the pick. The secondary needed some depth, needed some youth and talent. And that's what Kyle Hamilton is. He might be one of the better safety prospects we've seen here in a while. And I love how the Ravens have such a rich tradition of having such uh, amazing players playing in that position. Now you're going to pair him up with Marcus Williams. I really like what they're going to be able to do on defense here. The Houston Texans picking at number 15. They go with interior defensive lineman Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Not a super sexy pick at 15, uh, but, but this is a very Patriots-like pick. Obviously, they moved back two spots, but they collected a bunch of draft picks. Um, this could you know He adds to a really good offensive line that might be looking to replace Laramie Tunsil, uh, maybe not this year, but in the next couple of years. Um, I think this would have been a slam dunk pick if it would have been Jermaine Johnson, uh, just to um, add to the defensive side of the ball. Now, the Washington Commanders at pick number 16 go with wide receiver Jahan Doxon, Um, out of Penn State. I really like Jahan Doxon and what he can do. Um, He has outstanding speed. He's a run after the catch type of guy. He has amazing catch, amazing feel for the game. Uh, Really kind of reminds me a lot about A.J. Brown here. Um, Just hopefully Carson Wentz can get him the ball here. At pick number 17, we have the Los Angeles Chargers. They go with uh, interior offensive lineman Zion Johnson out of Boston College. Um, Love the pick here. This is a guy who's kind of been slowly moving up the board. Um, A great value pick. It seems like the Chargers every year um, have a guy that falls to them at a certain spot and You know, this is perfect. The offensive line gets better. Um, It's going to help out the running game, and it's going to help Justin Herbert here. Now, at pick number 18, we have the Tennessee Titans picking here. So, this pick originally belonged to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, the Tennessee Titans traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles for the 18th overall pick and a third-round pick. Wow. Um, so a lot to uncover here, but you know, really not sure why the Tennessee Titans wouldn't pay AJ Brown. This is a guy who's only 24 years old. He's barely scratching the surface of what he can do. I know they don't want to pay him. That's pretty much what it came down to. Um. And so essentially, With this pick, they go and select wide receiver Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Um, He's another really good player. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to live up to A.J. Brown's expectations. Um, Overall for the Tennessee Titans, um, definitely fits a need and a want. Obviously, with Robert Woods coming off that injury, um, they need some players at the wide receiver position here. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so at pick number 19, we had the New Orleans Saints. They go with the offensive tackle Trevor Pinning out of Northern Iowa. Um, love the pick. Um, really interesting that they just decided. Um, so just a, just one thing I do want to mention is, obviously they traded their first round next year, which is something that the Saints have done in years past. Um, most notably, in 2014, they traded up to get uh, edge rusher Marcus Davenport, but I thought you know with one of these two first picks they would go with a quarterback. Obviously, all the quarterbacks are still available on the board here, but they decided to go with um, their wide receiver Chris Olave and then offensive the tackle Trevor Pinning. Um, as them saying that this is a sign that they want to win now. They believe in Jameis Winston, and I love it. If you're gonna go behind them, you know, you know, go big, um. Not sure where he's going to play on the offensive line. He was a right tackle at Northern Iowa. Um, He should slide into the left tackle uh, to a really good offensive line here. Now, at pick number 20, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, They go with quarterback Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Um, This is the first quarterback um, taken in the draft. This is the guy they've wanted all along, so I'm glad that this kind of Happened for them. They needed to add a quarterback um, to this group with uh, Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. And I think it's just really, uh, it's, uh, once again, and uh, we have another opportunity for a hometown kid to play for his hometown city. Um, last year, I was really big on um, Atlanta Falcons taking Justin Fields, but obviously that didn't happen. But this is just more motivation for Kenny Pickett. Um, and it It says a lot about this quarterback class in the sense that, you know, we had the Panthers picking six overall, passed on a quarterback. Saints had two picks in the first round, passed on a quarterback. Um, Titans also, you know, they had other needs to address, passed on a quarterback. And even the Washington Commanders passed on a quarterback. So um, maybe the Steelers know something that they don't know or, you know, vice versa here. So, Um, really going to be interesting to see how this plans out here. At pick number 21, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They traded away the 29th pick, their third round pick, and a fourth round pick to the Patriots to select quarterback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Um, Love the pick. This is the best available corner on their board. They needed to add some talent and uh, some youth to the secondary group. Um, Trent McDuffie can really play outside, inside, uh, man, zone, uh, does a lot of different things well. You know, Washington has really produced a lot of good defensive backs over the last couple of years, so really good pick for the Chiefs here. At pick number 22, we have the Green Bay Packers. They went with linebacker Quay Walker out of Georgia. This is an interesting pick. This is a guy who um, super athletic. Um, if he can develop, um, I think could be one of the, uh, could be like a Devin White type of player at linebacker. Um, even maybe even Roquan Smith, uh, based on his size and measurables. Um, the only problem I have is maybe, um, I know why they would take him maybe over N'Kobe Dean. Obviously uh, N'Kobe Dean doesn't have all those, you know, abilities, um, and N'Kobe Dean might be coming off a shoulder injury or even, you know, a guy like Devin Lloyd, linebacker, who I think maybe is a little bit more NFL ready. Uh, but the Packers with a lot of picks here um, have an opportunity to maybe a uh, gamble on a player um, with that type of upside here. At pick number 23, we have the Buffalo Bills. They go with cornerback Kiyer Elam out of Florida. Um, so they actually tr- – um, they traded away the 25th pick and a fourth round pick to move up two spots here, okay? Um I love the pick for the Bills. They needed to add some talent to the secondary. Um opposite of uh, TreDavious White, uh Kier Elam, um an outstanding cover corner, um has some abilities to play uh really any type of system and I really liked watching a video of him, you know, talking about, you know, um, you know, He's really kind of very studious when it comes to the game. He's gone back to look at plays that he got beat on and stuff like that, and I think it's super important uh, for the Buffalo Bills as they try to make a push to the Super Bowl here. At pick number 24, we have the Dallas Cowboys. They go with offensive tackle Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Um, I think it's just super funny. When I did my second and third round mock, um, I actually left Tyler Smith out not because I don't think he's worthy of being a first second or third round pick, but it's just because um human error really on my part, so it's kind of um it's kind of funny that this kind of happened uh the cowboys end up taking Tyler Smith here um so uh there's a lot to unpack really like, it's hard for me being a cowboys fan um I'm very critical of what they do in every way, shape, or form. Um, I do like the pick. The offensive line is a need for us. Um, Tyler Smith might have an opportunity to play left guard right away and could develop into a tackle here. Uh, but I just think with the first round, you need a guy who can come in and contribute right away. And the biggest problem for me, or I guess there's two things here, is I felt like maybe Tyler Smith was maybe a guy who could be a second rounder for me personally. Um I'm not mad for the reach, but I just feel like Jermaine Johnson, a guy who was probably a top fifteen player, was available. Edge rusher is still a position we need to address, and they just decided to to go with Tyler Smith instead. At pick number twenty five, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so this pick, the twenty third pick, originally belonged to the Cardinals. Uh, traded to the Bills, so. Basically, the Ravens traded wide receiver um, Marquise Brown and a third-rounder to the Cardinals um, so they could select center Tyler Limbauer out of Iowa. Now, I love the pick for the Ravens. Um, Hollywood Brown is a guy who's – I think he's just a track guy playing football, has had issues catching the ball in the past. now they get a guy who is a football player by position at center. Um that was a position they needed to address. Um really high IQ um will come in right away and solidify that offensive line here. So um really good value pick for the Ravens as well. Um at pick number 26 we have the Jets. The Jets traded uh one of two of their second round picks. So the Jets traded the 35th pick, a third round pick. A fifth round pick to the Tennessee Titans um, to get back into the first round. So essentially, um, they swapped third rounds and gave up a fifth round to take edge rusher Jermaine Johnson, the second out of Florida State. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that I've been pounding the table for for the last couple of picks. Um, and now the Jets fill another big need on defense, getting an edge rusher. Um, Great value pick, you know, gotta love how the Jets are being super aggressive with all of these picks. They're, they're really making them count here. Um, At pick number 27, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, The Jaguars traded the 33rd overall pick, a fourth round, a sixth round pick to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get back into the first round and select linebacker Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Now, um, the, the Jaguars obviously have a lot of needs on defense and linebacker was definitely one of them. Devin Lloyd could do a lot of different things. He can play different schemes. He can rush, he can cover. Um, and I think he, um, other than maybe uh, obviously Kayvon Thibodeau is my pick to be defensive rookie of the year, but I think Devin Lloyd has a pretty good chance as well. At pick number 28, we have the green Bay Packers. They, they, We'll take interior defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Great value pick. Um, I know he's had some off-the-field issues. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, but the Packers um, have had issues the last couple of years finishing games on defense, uh, stopping the run, but I don't think that's going to be a problem with the new dogs that they added to this team. Um, kind of reminds me of that TikTok of, uh, you know, it, it's like, hey, we got to get a dog to guard this house. And you know, it ends up being a cute, fluffy dog. But obviously, you guys know what I'm talking about here. At pick number 29, we have the New England Patriots. Um, this is part of a trade with the Chiefs. Um, so they uh, select Cole, uh, guard Cole Strange out of Tennessee Chattanooga. Um, probably one of the biggest surprise. It's a strange pick, to say the least. Uh, uh, gotcha. Hey, I hope you like that. But um, – so as far as Cole Strange, I don't doubt he's going to be a good player. He's a guy that's kind of been um rising people's draft boards. I still think he's maybe a third round, second round type of player. Um so definitely in, in my opinion this is going to be a reach, but if you look at the New England Patriots, they just have a track record of doing these crazy things and it like, you know, surprisingly works out for them. Um you know, I feel like the New England Patriots they really look deep into these smaller schools. And, you know, obviously they're super big on developing players. Uh, but I, over the last couple of years, I feel like they've kind of just fallen off. I know that Mac Jones was a slam dunk pick, but even before that, they just have a lot of guys who haven't really been pe- planning out. Um, And they've been just getting traded for, for other players. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of worried that maybe the Bill Belichick might be, um, entering that Mike Mayock phase with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, basically what I'm trying to say is the Raiders, a couple years ago when they had three first-round picks, they took uh, Cleveland Farrell, fourth overall, Um, who's still with the team, yes, but is obviously not the uh, player that he should be at the fourth overall pick. Uh, you know, even John Abrams, um, last year they went with Alex Leatherfoot um, over – you know, maybe some other players that they could have drafted. So this is the kind of thing. You know, maybe they're too much in their own heads. Um, I just felt like offensive line wasn't the biggest need to address. Um, I thought they could have drafted Daxton Hill or George Carl and we'd be saying slam dunk pick here. And now moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs, they go with edge rusher George Carl out of Purdue. Um, this is a great pick. Uh, you know, this is another guy that people have talked about. You know. Maybe earlier in the year, he was a first overall pick. Um, You know, I still think he has some room to grow. I think you can plug and play right away. And then you team him up with, you know, uh, Chris Jones, um, you know, Frank Clark on that defensive line. Um, This is getting I like what the Chiefs are doing here. At pick number 31, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. They go with safety, Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Uh, Another really good pick here just because, you know, the Bengals want to play that three-high safety, kind of what the Saints will do and and a little bit what the the L.A. Rams will do. Um, So Daxton Hill gives them that flexibility. Um, He's also a guy that can play um, uh, maybe that slot corner position. Um, For the Bengals, it's about getting guys who can cover in the back end, um, especially um, moving forward to try to get back into a Super Bowl. Now with the last pick in the first round, we have the Minnesota Vikings with that trade with the lions. They go with safety, Lewis Klein out of Georgia. We have another bulldog, da- a bulldog off the board here. Um, you know, this was definitely a position of need. I, you know, I'm surprised that they didn't just stay where they were at and maybe take a guy like Kyle Hamilton, who is a guy that I projected for them. Uh, but, obviously they moved back, collected maybe some some draft capital that they wanted. Um, Really, all they did was move up in the second and collect a third. Um, So, um, like the pick, once again, this is another guy who is moving up people's draft boards. A position of need, for sure. Um, And then we had three safeties go in the first round, so look at that. You just uh, just never know here. Um, So that pretty much concludes the end of the first round. Kind of what I want to talk about now is a couple of really important things here. Obviously, no running backs were taken in the first round. Kind of makes sense. Um, I don't think that there was necessarily a running back, um, I guess, I don't want to say worthy of going in the first round, but I just didn't really see any of these guys being one of those um, premier players um, like uh, Najee Harris or um, Christian McCaffrey. Um, You know, another thing, too, there's only one quarterback taken in in the draft. Now, once again, we got to talk about, you know, is this a hit or miss? Do the Steelers know something that the NFL doesn't, or does everybody else know something that the Steelers don't? But I'm willing to give Kenny Pickett the benefit of the doubt, just being that hometown kid. Um, And I think it's really good for the NFL, all these teams. You know, if you look at the recent history with quarterbacks, they're not getting a second contract. They're literally getting traded um, for draft capital. Uh, obviously, the veteran quarterback market has changed that as well. But I just think with the first round and the, and even the second round, you got a guy, you have to get a player that can help you contribute right away. And um, I thought, too, this was really one of the most interesting uh, drafts I've seen in a while just because of all the trades that were made. And, you know, some of these trades were, you know, tr- you traded up a lot to move two spots you know, looking at the, uh, the Eagles, um, uh, but they have that type of draft capital. Um, I think Houston uh, was a team that wanted to possibly move back and collect more draft capital. Um, the Texans in recent years have had not had a lot of draft capital with the trade of Laramie Tunsil. So now they're starting to build here, which I do like. Um, but the Vikings, man, I mean, wh- what were you uh, thinking here? Um, you know, with the division rival, too, uh, to get Jamison Williams, I maybe would have asked for a little bit more. But um, uh, 16 picks on offense, 16 picks on defense. Uh, the top four is really going to be something to watch in the next three years. You know, we're going to see if, um, you know, how those two edge rushers and those two corners plan out in the next couple of years. Um, I think the biggest steal of the draft, without a doubt, has got to be the Eagles getting – Um, Wide receiver A.J. Brown at 24 years old, you have a proven commodity. You know, I love that Howie Roseman said, hey, you know what? Over the last couple of years, we've really missed at this position, and it showed. And, you know, obviously they nailed Devontae Smith, so let's get a guy um, who we can count on, um, and that's A.J. Brown, who has a really good relationship already with Jalen Hurts. So me being a Cowboys fan, um, I'm looking at my secondary of going like, I hope you guys are ready. Um, but yeah, another, uh, um, a couple of other, um, steals, I think of the draft, it's going to be, um, Aiden Hutchinson going to the Lions second overall. Um, obviously this is a guy who everybody believes this should be a consensus. Number one. Uh, now he goes to number two, uh, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, you talk about a top 10, top 15 player to get him at 26, especially with the Jets have done. Unbelievable. And then Kyle Hamilton, I think that's one of the perfect fits for me. Um, He goes to, like I said, the Baltimore Ravens who have just such a rich tradition there. Um, So I decided to go um, into two categories, one with teams that had two picks in the first round, two or more picks in the first round. Um, And I'm going to talk about some of the teams... I love versus some of the teams maybe I have some question marks about. Okay. So without a doubt, um the ones I love for sure are the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, um the Jets, really all three of those picks I really love. Um they address. uh I mean you talk about getting the best cornerback, best wide receiver, and and really the number four edge rusher who's a top 15 player. Uh, love that and then the Giants, um, I think the Giants maybe, um, I think, nailed the first round. You have two guys who are who I do believe are worthy of a first overall selection. So to get two of those guys, um, love that. And then obviously the Ravens. Um, and then also to the Chiefs and the Saints. Those are two teams that are really close to getting back into the playoffs and making a Super Bowl run here. Now the teams obviously with question marks are the Jaguars. Um, you know, with Trayvon Walker, I I I think the biggest thing is is now that we know that you are a good player or a really good athlete, you know, um you don't have all these number one overall picks on your side now. So you're really gonna have to figure out a way to get that production here. And you can even make that same argument with Aiden Hutchinson, but you know, one has production and the other one really doesn't have production. So, um, and then the Texans going all in on quarterback Derek Stingley. Um, like I said, you know, I'm not sure if I'm willing to tie my boat to that one necessarily. Um, and then Kenyon Green over maybe Zion Johnson or Jermaine Johnson for that matter. I feel like maybe those are two players that, you know, would have been an upgrade over Kenyon Green. And then the Packers, not because they didn't take a wide receiver in the first round. Um, you're really just betting on a linebacker with upside here, um, which I get you need to add some some hitters on that de- that defense. So um, I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt on that one, Packers. Now, uh, teams with one pick in the first round that I really loved was the Panthers. I think they re- made the best move by reinvesting into that offensive line. Um, let's give Sam Darnold, you know, if, if I'm that rule, and if this is going to be my last year, um I'm I'm ready to go out uh, maybe with Sam Darnold here. And then the Bengals, um two with Daxton Hill. I just think he has so much versatility. Um he fits a need and a want for them. And then the picks I didn't like too much were obviously the Cowboys. Um not because they took Tyler Smith, but because I feel like they just passed on maybe a guy um who we still need edge rusher. But you know we passed on a guy with maybe a little bit more upside, maybe he was a little bit more NFL ready here. Um, and then the Patriots just because um, you know they could have probably gotten this guy later on, and I just feel like maybe they had more needs on defense they could have addressed. But yeah, guys, that's pretty much all I got for you. That was my first round reaction. Um, definitely um, I will be doing maybe possibly just a second and third round uh reaction. Maybe I'll be kind of looking at. Um, specifically what each team did um, in the second and third round. And then obviously I'll do a full recap of the draft where I'll really get in depth. I'll probably break it down per team. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, some, some really cool things I got coming up here. Um, I will be going to California in about two weeks. Um, with my girlfriend, so I'm really excited about that. I'll be in Irvine, California, so if anybody's ever been there, I would love some really great recommendations. Um, NBA basketball has really picked up. Um, I'm really enjoying watching some of these games out here. And uh, baseball's kind of picking up as well. One more thing too is um, obviously we're entering May, we have summer coming up. I'm super excited, I absolutely love the summer. Um, so much fun activities to do here. And uh, I look forward to sharing more with you guys here. Thank you guys for listening, and please feel free to reach out to me via social media. Uh, my IG is Carlos Gus seventeen, and Twitter Carlos Gus three.